so. Holy cow. Let me tell you, you know what? I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to play you what was my favorite moment of the speech last night. We're just going to kick it off with my favorite moment of the speech last night. It was when the uh, sergeant at arms said this. Mr. Speaker, the president of the United States. And then somebody other than Barack Obama walked out. <laughs> that was that was. That was the best part. No, I'm thinking that was just the beginning of what was a phenomenal speech, at least in IMHO, in my humble opinion. Thank you so much for joining me. My name is Mark Kay, and I don't know, um, I don't know, I don't know why you're here. You should be working, but I'm glad you're not. I'm glad I'm not working either. So that makes two of us. We're all in the same boat. Uh, let me get up the phone number because here's the thing. Today, I want your reaction. It's all about you and what you think. I know what I think, and I'll tell you what I think, and we're going to play some of the, I got like, I grabbed like a dozen clips here uh, that we're going to share and we're going to talk about, and, but I want to know your opinion, and that's why I went and got this fancy phone number, uh, you know, so that you can actually, you can actually call me, and, uh, and oh, what is the number? Well, it's right there on the screen, 844-436-MARK, 844-436-6275, uh, dial in now and say, hey, you know what I really loved about the speech, or hey, you know what really annoyed me about the speech, or and the speech was okay, or OMG, mind blown, best speech ever, hashtag. Uh, oh, a couple of other things too. I, I need to apologize. Oh, by the way, hi, how you guys doing? Uh, by the way, if you wouldn't, uh, if you wouldn't mind just please sharing this, if you're, there's a couple of uh, various ways that you guys, uh, that you guys, uh, you know, listen to this show. Uh, you're on Facebook. If you're on Facebook, cool. Love that. Love that you're there. Please share this for just a minute so we can get it out there. And this is poignant stuff. This is something that everybody can relate to, uh, because most people were watching the speech last night or they've seen clips of it or heard about it, or maybe, you know what, wandering around today, somebody going to be talking about this speech. So definitely give, uh, give this a share and let everybody know that, uh, that, you know, you're, you're interested as, as well to know what they think comment and like it. I get a lot of complaints from people and they say, uh, what's wrong with your hair? No, I'm just kidding. I get a lot of complaints with people and people mostly for the most part say I'm having trouble finding you on Facebook. I'm not getting my notifications. You used to pop up in my newsfeed and you know, a new, we don't know what's going on with that. Facebook may be suppressing this for content. Facebook may, uh, you know, be not like the algorithm. I don't know how it works, but I do know this. If you share this broadcast and it shows up in your feed, you can help other people find you. Also, if you like it and if you comment, then what uh, Facebook that tells Facebook, hey, uh, this Mark K guy, that you like content from this Mark K guy? Okay, we're going to put it at the top of your news feed, and we're going to make sure that we notify you when he's up, because we want you coming back to our website. So any interaction that we can have, if you if you comment, if you like, if you share, that's how the, that's how it works. And if you if you don't do any of that stuff, if you just watch, that's cool and all that, but Facebook may start hiding me from you, and then we won't get to spend all this great time together. And that would be a uh, that would be that would be a travesty. Uh, okay, the, oh, we are look. We already have people on the line. Great. This is good. This is going to be a fun one today. This speech last night. Yesterday, I was you know it it was really a pick me up because yesterday's broadcast was fun. We talked a lot about Kellyanne Conway on the couch. Uh, we talked a lot about some other fun stuff. We had Brian Kilmeade on the show. We talked to him about what to expect. And one of the things we did right at the end of the program, what, I don't know if you remember, but we talked about, um, I tried to introduce you to the new, uh, uh, the newest deplorables on the wall, 1000deplorables.com. And I went out there, here, I'll show you. And we went out there yesterday, and I, I, the last thing I said was, we, we have new deplorables. Get yourself a square. Go check it out. Visit these people because they're just like you. They're like-minded individuals. And, uh, and what happened was as soon as we were done with the broadcast and as soon as I told everybody to go to 1000deplorables.com, you know what happened? The internet exploded. 
The inter- Amazon.com, the, the Amazon web servers apparently was shut down. They were getting these massive, uh, these massive problems or massive alerts. I don't even, I don't even know what you call it. Error alerts or error messages. And half of the East Coast was shut down. Mashable shut down. All these websites shut down. Airbnb couldn't operate. Uh, 1000deplorables.com shut down. Fun fact: There's a website out there called is it up or I'm sorry, is it down.com. And it's a website where you go and you type in a website address and they'll tell you if the website is currently experiencing problems. If the website is currently down, well, is it down.com was also down ironically because of this massive outage. So everybody was trying to go to 1000 deplorables.com. People wanted to get their squares because like I said, these things they're going fast and, and the price goes up every single time uh, someone buys one, but they also wanted to check out the new deplorables and, and the website was down most of the day. Thank God we did add a couple more. Uh, we added the top two squares up here. This is, this is, this is a very look at this intimate weddings, intimate garden weddings, the secret garden. I spent a lot of time. This is very calming uh, website. If you're in Orlando, you can go to the Secret Garden. It's a great wedding venue. If you know someone who's in Orlando, look, here are some people who got married there. Don't they just look so happy? Oh, she's cute. Oh, he looks like me. Anyway, uh, so that was one deplorable that we were able to add to the wall. And then uh, and then just this morning, uh, we got, this is great, th- uh, th- third distribution. Um, it's liquor. That's all. I, I haven't really, look, I had to start the show, so I didn't have a lot of time. I didn't have a lot, a lot of time to, uh, you know, to, to get to know what was all, it was all about. But I saw liquor bottles, and I thought to myself, hot dog. If there's liquor bottles, I'm all about that. Anyway, the website is back up and running. You can check it out today. Please get your square before these things go up because we're already up to $28, and each square is $1 more than the one before it. Okay, speech time. Last night, Donald Trump walks. I'm, I'm telling you, when he walked in, I'm going to play this clip again. Mr. Speaker, the President of the United States. When he walked into the chamber and he had uh, he had Rex Tillerson shaking his hand and he had Munchen and everybody there and he's walking through and he's and he's it's the first time he's entered a joint session of Congress as the president of the United States. Yes, it was a relief to see a Republican in that position. Yes, it was a relief to see Donald Trump in that position. Uh, But it was it was one of the first times I think we saw him in a very presidential place. And from the get go, he owned the role of president of the United States. And in my humble opinion, in my walking through the gallery, he owned the room. Everybody, you know, not everybody was applauding him. A whole bunch of people weren't, but most of the, uh, the people on, on his side of the aisle applauding him, patting him on the back, taking pictures, Mike Pence, Paul Ryan up there in their, in their glory. You know, a lot of people said they looked a little, a bit like uh, Beavis and Butthead, whatevs. It doesn't matter. Uh, they were wearing matching ties. It was kind of weird. They had like the whole twinsies thing going on. Same tie, same suit. You think that I mean I don't and again it's a it's a small thing. I know fashion doesn't matter. It's not style, it's substance especially with this white house. But you think that you would you would maybe coordinate your your wardrobe so you don't show up wearing the same tie. I don't even know. I don't even know if I can find a I can find a picture of it. Uh let's see. Same tie Mike Pence and Paul Ryan. Um uh yeah. Okay, here we go. So here we go. A lot of people are asking, "Hey, why are Mike Pence and Paul Ryan dressed like twins? They're wearing it's not just a blue tie. Like it's not just like, oh look, we both wore blue ties. They wore the same blue ties. The same shade, it's that shimmery kind of electric blue, not a navy blue, not like a super royal blue. 
I mean, that is a distinct, that is a distinctive, you don't get those ties anywhere. Uh, and I, and I guarantee that they're not, maybe there were Trump ties. I don't know. Uh, but that, that was one of the big, uh, that was one of the big things to kick off the evening was why they're, why they're dressed like twins, but just the whole atmosphere of the Donald Trump presidency in the chamber made it a really special and exciting night. And then, of course, everyone was wondering which Donald Trump will show up tonight. Will it be the presidential Donald Trump who's serious about the job of protecting America? Or will it be uh, Donald Trump from the press conference or the campaign rallies or, uh, you know, Twitter? Which Donald Trump are we going to get? And uh, when we spoke with Brian Kilmeade yesterday from Fox and Friends, he said, look, you're going to see a buttoned up, serious Donald Trump who is positive and excited about the future. And that is 100% exactly, 100% exactly what we got. And he kicked it off, I thought, uh, in one of the best ways possible. Recent threats targeting Jewish community centers and vandalism of Jewish cemeteries, as well as last week's shooting in Kansas City, remind us that while we may be a nation divided on policies, we are a country that stands united in condemning hate and evil in all of its very ugly forms. All right, and as with every statement that Donald Trump made, you had half of the gallery that stood up and applauded and the other half just kind of sat there, the Democrats. And I thought to myself, I mean, clearly we're all agreed on this. Clearly we're all agreed on the need to get rid of evil. And, you know, and I, and I saw a lot of people standing at, that you, you didn't stand the rest of the time. It was a great it was a great way to kick it off. But it, explain this to me. And maybe there's no explanation for it. How is it that you can look at somebody knocking over tombstones in a Jewish cemetery or scratching uh, swastikas on, on cars or shooting police officers? How come we can all agree that that is bad? that that is bad, evil, disgusting stuff, but we can't all agree on 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 things like, you know, radical Islamic terror and 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 terrorists coming through the borders and Syrian refugees that, uh, you know, come into our country, some of whom may not have our best interests at heart. And that's something that I think set the tone for this whole, it was unified, it was, we, look, we are united in our in our dislike and our disgust for this kind of action, for this kind of hatred. We can all agree on that. But at the same time, we have to realize that we got problems. We are together and we got issues and let's work to solve them. And then, he went, and then it was very positive after that. A new chapter of American greatness is now beginning. A new national pride is sweeping across our nation. And a new surge of optimism is placing impossible dreams firmly within our grasp. Yeah. Okay. So fun fact, uh, I was on the Herman Cain show today, Herman Cain and Neil Bortz and I, uh, did this. It really, it was really cool. I was honored to be part of it. I was honored to be asked. And, uh, the 10 o'clock hour of the Herman Cain show today, we handed off to Chris Chandler from WSB in Atlanta. Great guy. Really great guy. Very solid. Nice voice. He's got one of those, you know, when you think of like syrupy, smooth radio voices, that's what he's got. Uh, not like me. You know, I got my, my, you know, my voice, my voice can be like that. But half the time I go, oh my God, what's, and then, you know, people are like jolted awake, but he's got this great, and he's a great um, facilitator. So Herman Cain was, was one of the guests and then Neil Bortz from his bedroom in Atlanta where he's recovering from some kind of surgery and he was loaded full of Oxycontin. It was awesome. And then now I was here in Jacksonville and the three of us kind of broke down the speech. Uh, we talked about the highlights and the lowlights where Donald Trump goes from here. Well, why did I bring this up? Why did I bring this? Oh yeah. And so as a result, I was doing that from 10 to 11. I didn't have time to get video. I just, uh, I just got the audio. I just got the audio, but listen to this clip once again, because, uh, because Neil and Herman said something very exciting about this. A new chapter 
of American greatness is now beginning. A new national pride is sweeping across our nation, and a new surge of optimism is placing impossible dreams firmly within our grasp. Okay, so that was like fewer than, okay, that was 12 hours ago, a little more. I was like 14 hours, it's less than a day ago. Less than a day ago, Donald Trump said, we have a new wave of optimism, and this new wave of optimism is making impossible dreams come true. Okay, you got all that? Fewer than 24 hours later. I want you to look at the Dow Jones here. This is current, man. This is, look, 12, 19 p.m. This just happened. 21. It's up to, It's up 300 points. It's up 110 over 21,000. This is historic. And the only thing, the only thing that can equate for, I mean, the, the one day, it was, look, it was way down here. Now it's way up here. The only thing that can equate for that kind of optimism, because that's all the Dow Jones is. The Dow Jones is a measurement of consumer optimism, meaning Americans feel optimistic about their future, so they're going to go out and burn some cash. That's what that means. And Americans feel so optimistic about their futures after listening to that Donald Trump speech that the Dow skyrocketed. People woke up this morning and said, here, take all my money and invest it in this country because this country is going to pay dividends. This country is going to make me rich and and happy beyond my wildest dreams. This country is something that I believe in. This country has a future. This country is strong. This country will be great again. And the only thing that could make everybody think that was this speech last night because it's the only thing that happened. The only event that happened between the closing of the Dow yesterday or the closing of Wall Street yesterday and the opening bell today was Donald Trump's joint address to Congress. And that kind of consumer optimism shows that he's exactly right. That when you have an optimistic tone, when you have an optimistic agenda, when you talk about the positivity and the greatness of America, those kinds of things uh, can happen. However, He's not all rosy, red, shiny, let's pull the wool over everyone's eyes and say everything's great now. You know, he realizes we got a lot of hard work to do. And he stuck to the script. It was was a much more refined script. It was a much more refined script, but he stuck to the script. And the script was exactly the same, exactly the same as his campaign promises and his promises at the inauguration. He kept up with the same old, same old because that's what, His voters want it. We've defended the borders of other nations while leaving our own borders wide open for anyone to cross and for drugs to pour in at a now unprecedented rate. Man, I'll tell you, the border, the border, the border. It was recurring. The border came up over and over again. It was probably the immigration, the number one trending topic throughout the campaign, the number one trending topic throughout exit polling, the number one trending topic through his first uh, month in office. You know, his first executive order was an immigration order about protecting the borders. Uh, The wall came up again. We'll play you that clip in just a minute. But he brings up a point, and I don't know I don't know which one of his many speechwriters came up with this, Steve Bannon or Stephen Miller. I heard Ivanka had a hand in some of the speech writing, maybe not this part of it. But listen again, I'm going to play this again. And I want you to hear what he says, because this is something I've never heard him or anybody else say. But it is one of the hashtag truest things that I think people don't even realize or don't haven't even haven't even thought to think about. We've defended the borders of other nations while leaving our own borders wide open. We've defended, look at that. We've defended the borders of other nations while leaving our own borders wide open. 
It's why don't it's like it's like your neighbor's house is getting robbed, so you grab your gun and you run over there and you leave your door wide open. We've been. Well, I mean, think about Kuwait. All right. Do you remember? Do you remember Desert Storm? It was Desert Shield and then Desert Storm, and it only took twenty four hours. You may not remember. If you blinked, you missed it. But that was basically the gist of this. Kuwaiti, Kuwaiti's border, or Kuwait's border, was infiltrated by Saddam Hussein in Iraq. They invaded. They took it over. They wanted to just usurp Kuwait. And George Bush, the first one, not the second one, jumped in there and said, oh, no, you didn't. And he went over there, pushed them all back, and protected the Kuwaiti border. Yet our border, at the same time, increasing drug traffic, increasing uh, crime, increasing illegal immigration... And then here comes Donald Trump saying, look, we're protecting all these other people. Hey, we got to protect our own border, too. And that is something that he promised throughout the election and he has not forgotten. And that's why later on we'll get I'm playing these in order, by the way. He jumped around a lot, but I think it kept the audience on their toes and it kept people interested. But I'm playing these clips as they happened in order. And then this was one of my favorite. This was one of the biggest crowd pleasers of the night. Uh, Where is it? America must put its own citizens first. Because only then can we truly make America great again. Man, I'll tell you, that got some applause. I'll tell you, Donald Trump is standing in the, in the, uh, in the congressional uh, chamber in front of everybody. Congress, Senate, the Supreme Court, his cabinet, what we have so far of them. They're not all, they're not all in there yet. Uh, so you've got uh, Donald Trump standing there, his first joint session of Congress, and he actually says the words, make America great again. Remember the hat? It was on the hat. I got one right over there. I got like three, actually. But it was on the hat. And the hat said, he walked out that first day with his white shirt open and his and his, and his his blazer. And he's got this red hat and it's, you know, made in China. And it just says, make America great again. And now it went all the way from the hat to the, to the, to the chamber in the Capitol building where Congress meets. Isn't that amazing? The power of a great idea. And people say, oh, it's a catchy motto. Oh, it's a bullet point. It doesn't matter. It's a good one. It's a great bullet point. I would like, I mean, what, think what would happen if all the, uh, all the presidential candidates had great bullet points like this. If every congressperson who ever walked into that chamber pledged their life to an amazing bullet point like make America great again. Seems like a decent idea. It was great on the hat. It was even better listening to President Trump give it uh, or utter that line in the chamber yesterday. That wasn't the only, however, motto that he drew back in uh, and threw out uh, into, the, uh, into, the ether, into the ether. We have begun to drain the swamp of government corruption by imposing a five-year ban on lobbying by executive branch officials. Did you hear the, did you hear the snakes hissing? <laughs> he's talks, he actually says he's in Washington, D.C. He's standing in Congress, the people that he has called the swamp for a year now. And he says, we've begun to drain the swamp. Man, talk about an awkward situation. He's standing in front of alligators and snakes and skeeters and frogs and what else lives in, you know, all these swamp creatures. I don't know what else lives in the, there's, what else lives in the, there's got to be something in the swamp, uh, swamp thing, whatever. Anyway, and he's standing in front of all of them. He's saying, we have begun to get rid of y'all. You and you and you and you, you're here now, but pretty soon you ain't going to be here no more. Don't think that Ted Cruz and Ron DeSantis have forgotten about their term limits. Don't think Donald Trump has forgotten about term limits. He's already limit. He's already saying you can't go out and leave this place and become a highly paid consultant. 
That ain't going to happen. You better be here to serve, and we're going to have you serve for a little while, and then we're going to kick your ass to the curb. Peace. Peace. Peace out, Congress. Uh, that's kind of what he was saying to them. And you can, and the ones that the ones that are the guiltiest, the ones that are the the swampiest and the boggiest were the ones that were that were complaining the loudest. We have begun to drain the swamp of government corruption by imposing a five-year ban on lobbying by executive branch officials. I guarantee it was all the women dressed in white too. Did you see that? Uh, let me show you this. My wife texted me because she was she came in late to the party, and she uh, and she was actually okay. Here's what happened. I was in the bedroom watching because I'd like you know I have my Twitter and my computer, and I'm trying to pay attention because I got to be on the Herman Cain show, and I and I feel like I should know what the hell I'm talking about. So I was laser focused, and my wife was you know watching TV and flipping around channels. Well, she flips it on and she catches the women in white, and she texts me and says, "Why the hell are they all wearing white?" And I said, uh, I don't know, but it seems pretty racist to me, which was not true. I did. I do know why uh, they, were, they, were, they were. Yeah. Why it got to be white? Huh? That's racist. How about a little cup? What? I mean, the, anyway, uh, no, what happened is they were protesting. They were protesting uh, for women's rights or women's suffrage or I don't know something. They feel like women no longer have rights under Donald Trump. And so they all wore white and they all wore these buttons. And they said, we're protesting to protect the right of women uh, in the Trump administration. Uh, that's why we're dressed like this. And I didn't know it was, I'll be honest, I had to Google it because I didn't know they were protesting at first because personally, every protester I've ever seen has been wearing, you know, all black or uh, or a giant vagina costume, or you know, just the same clothes they wear every day for months without showering. So I didn't recognize them. I didn't rec- recognize them as uh, as protesters. But that's exactly it's exactly what they were. Then Donald Trump. So then he started hitting. This is this is well, and we're like 30, 40 minutes in. All the all the pleasantries, all the somebody tweeted all the boilerplate. You know, he got he got done with all that. He thanked everybody. He said, you know, here's where we are. Here's what we're doing. Blah blah blah. Going forward, and then he really got, he started to play the hits, as I like to say. Like he fired up the guitar, and it was you know it was his Margaritaville moment. It was his Freebird. It was his God. Let me pick some bands from this century. Uh, I can't even remember what's like the biggest. What Michael Jackson? No, he was the '80s. Uh, but all anyway, this was his huge hit the song that everybody came to hear him sing uh and it it came in about about eh, maybe like almost an hour into the speech we will soon begin the construction of a great great wall along our southern border He also got really excited. He started to emphasize words that he knew would really tick people off. All the white women, and, and I don't mean white women like, you know, all the women in white. <laughs> Not like where the white women at from uh, Blazing Saddles, just the, all these women here. He picked the words that he knew would really tick them off, like Southern. We will soon begin the construction of a great, great wall along our southern border. Southern southern border he must be very specific about that uh and somebody it was uh, i like how he says great great wall too because we got to be better than china china has a great wall okay the great wall of china perhaps you've seen it we're better than china so our walls we've, we're gonna have a great great wall and one day uh one day matt damon's gonna make a movie about it um and it's gonna flop too so that, that'll be exciting. That'll be exciting. Anyway, after the wall, he went into his second biggest hit, which was something that I'm, I'm going to tell you, this is something that people have been waiting eight years to hear. 
a lot of the Congress people, a lot of the cabinet members, a lot of the Americans who were watching at home have been waiting eight long years to hear somebody say this in a speech in uh, in this chamber in front of a joint session of Congress. And this is it. We are also taking strong measures to protect our nation from radical Islamic terrorism. How eager do you th- how long do you think he's been waiting to say that? How long do you think he's been waiting to be the first president to go in there and say the words radical Islamic terrorism in that order? And you can tell because, again, he really took his time with it. Radical Islamic terrorism. I mean, he just he was like every single word. I want you to hear me say radical Islamic terrorism terrorism there you go so that was (laughs) so that was i mean that was one of the huge hits of that i would say i would say it was arguably one of the biggest lines of the night it was right up there with we're gonna build the great great wall it was right up there with oh we cleared the way for the uh, keystone pipeline uh it was right up there with all of those but he continued to throw out what he knew were going to be home runs. And from the wall to radical Islamic terror, I mean, what, you know where he went, right? You know, you know, the big, where he was here, he was just hitting the home, like the cleanup, the grand slam. Tonight, I am also calling on this Congress to repeal and replace Obamacare. That was one of my favorite parts because all the ladies in white, they all started doing this number. They all said thumbs down. This was their thing. Instead of standing up, which they never did, uh, not even a, a, a handful of them didn't even stand up for um, uh, what was the name? Uh, the uh, Ryan, the uh, the Navy SEAL who was killed. His wife was there, uh, his widow, and Mrs. Ryan, and they didn't even stand up for her. She got a two minute round of applause. She was crying. She was bawling. She was praying. It was such a touching moment. And there were Democrats sitting down while everyone else was paying their respects. And, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's kind of how, that's kind of how the evening went. Um, and when, when Donald Trump said repeal and replace Obamacare, when he said, we're going to build a wall, when he said a lot of things that Americans who voted for him want and desire and demand and expect, when he said those things, you had a whole bunch of Democrats whose, uh, elections are in just a couple of years doing this number, doing the big thumbs down. So, I don't know. I don't, you, you, disrespectful? I mean, whatever. Donald Trump said yesterday it's politics. He expects it. He's better of it. He's, he doesn't have a thin skin. He doesn't care if Nancy Pelosi's uh, in there going, President Bush, boo, boo. I don't like anything. I can never work with President Bush because, after, I mean, first of all, she doesn't even know that, that it, we've been through like two presidents uh, since then. So Obamacare came up. And the thing now the thing about Obamacare, the thing about the wall, the thing about all this stuff, really, is that Donald Trump, you know, he, he, I know what you're saying. This is nothing new. This is not surprising to anyone. There's no new initiatives. There's one, which we'll get to next. But before we get to the new initiative, I want to talk about the old ones. This is less of a, hey, here's what I'm going to do. This was more of a, hey, Congress, here's what I'm going to do. And in respect, you now have to go do this. This was, as I said earlier on the uh, on the Herman Gaines show, I said this was Congress's honey-do list, okay? He's walking in saying, uh, you know, like my wife does. She goes, do all this stuff you have until Monday. And you better check it off. And she's going to come back. And if she finds something on the list isn't done, then there's going to be hell to pay. 
And the more she has to remind me to do something, like, what do you mean? You, what, you haven't put up the shutters yet? I asked you to do that like two weeks ago. Well, I mean, when are we going to do that? Like, you have till Monday. The more that happens, the angrier he's going to get. And Congress, the repeal and replace Obamacare, the, uh, you know, the, uh, the let's build the wall, the, uh, you know, let's get rid of, let's drain the swamp, all this stuff. This is their honeydew list. And he tacked it up on the fridge for everyone to see. And they got to start getting to work. They got to start getting to the work. Uh, 844-436-MARK, by the way, is the number. 844-436-6275. If you want, you can call in and you can comment live. You can be live right now uh, on this show and we can talk a little bit. I can, you can tell me what your favorite part of the speech was. What part really resonated with you? What part uh, you thought was Donald Trump's big hit, uh, big uh, hit, big home run? What part of the speech maybe you didn't like or you thought, I didn't really agree with that position? 844-436-6275. 6265. Uh, Here's the new initiative that also got a lot of groans from the Democrats. I have ordered the Department of Homeland Security to create an office to serve American victims. The office is called Voice, Victims of Immigration Crime Engagement. We are providing a voice to those who have been ignored by our media and silenced by special interests. Again, you can hear the groans and you can hear the moans and you can hear the exasperated sighs from the left. And I don't understand. We're not talking about, he's not talking about, he's talking about victims of criminals. Uh, victims of criminals. Victims of, of criminals who happen to be illegal immigrants. And he had a whole bunch of them. He had a family. Uh, he had uh, not, not just border patrol agents and police officers who were killed by illegal immigrants, but also a man whose son, uh, who was going off to be a, a college football star, you may remember the story, also killed by an illegal immigrant. And Donald Trump is now saying, we are opening up an office, part of Homeland Security, for the victims, a way for them to, to get a voice because the media is not. The media is not uh, you know, talking about these people. They can't get their stories out anywhere else. So we're going to do it. And that gets, that gets moans and boos and hisses. What's wrong with these people? What's, they don't applaud when he says we're all facing evil and we need to get rid of it. They don't stand up when we were talking about the Navy SEAL's widow. And now they're booing and hissing, giving a voice to victims of, of, of horrible crime. That could have been, you know, crimes that could have been uh, avoided. It was really as, you know, as shocking as it was to see Donald Trump acting so presidential and proper, it was also shocking to see all these Democrats uh, react in the total opposite way, at least in in IMHO. And then the one line that struck home with me, uh, I think more than any other, the one that I really liked was at the very end when he summed up, this summed up his entire presidency for me, his entire speech, his entire agenda. When Donald Trump wakes up every morning at like four and wanders into the Oval Office and meets with congressional leaders or meets with CEOs from these companies or or writes executive orders, to me, this is the one thing that I think goes through his mind. And he uttered it yesterday in the speech. And I think it was one of the biggest moments uh, last night, not just for him, but for the country. My job is not to represent the world. My job is to represent the United States of America. My job is not to represent the world. My job is to represent the United States of America. I mean, it seems so simple. Yet so many people have been confused by that. And there's an oath that you take. You put your hand on the Bible. You say, I promise to defend the United States of America all enemies foreign and domestic. It's right there in the oath. And maybe it's because he just took the oath a month ago, that it's fresh on his mind. And he remembers, world, 
They're on their own. America, that's me. That's my job. That's my, you remember Bill Belichick? Do your job. Do your job. You throw the ball. You catch the ball. You tackle somebody. That's it. America, the United States of America, the president of, remember what they, remember how the Sergeant of Arms announced him? Mr. Speaker, the president of the United States. Yeah, not the president of the world. So focus on what's important. Focus on the citizens. Focus on the people who voted for you. Focus on the people who live here and serve the United States of America. And screw you, world. Go get your own president. (laughs) Uh, 844-436-MARK is the number. 844-436-MARK. I'm going to go to Facebook here. I haven't done your comments in a while. I'm so sorry. I've been so just excited and preoccupied and whatever. Uh, Let's see what you guys are saying here in the comments about, about the speech. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait, they're, oh, the comments are going so fast. Oh, yeah, Perez thinks there's 57 states. I came in late to that convo, so you guys keep it up. I remember it from when I enlisted in the Marine Corps when I was 20-some years old. All right, this is still the inside story. Uh, let's see, snowflake alert. I have color books and crayons. Oh, there's a snowflake in the chat. I love it. That means I'm going to get like 5,000 comments. De- uh, Deanna Fain, love everything you're saying, Mark. Oh, thanks, Deanna. I appreciate it. Uh, let's see. Uh, Democrats are going to be out of office by 2018 at this rate, thankfully. We uh, were you surprised by the Democrat selection to give the after comments? Oh, the guy that called the guy from Kentucky who called himself a Republican. That was funny. Uh, so transgender can be victims, illegals, minorities, etc., but not American citizens who've been victimized by illegals. Democrats live in an alternate universe. Some are just going to be anarchists and haters no matter what. Pamela Henry Owen. Uh, Alan Ish voice. Great idea. You know what I thought of, by the way? Uh, by the way, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you lost a brother-in-law, but uh, but I thought of the voice. This is the voice, and I thought this would be great. You have like an illegal immigrant who's also a criminal, and you stand him up in front of four judges, and if they all turn their chairs around, deported. Tell me that's not a show people would watch. Tell me that's not a show uh, people people would watch. Jamie Kirby, I agree with the pipeline, but they need to do something to help or secure the Indian reservation situation or find a new path. Can't they go around it or rent it from the tribe? I mean, you know what? You throw up a casino next to that pipeline and ain't nobody going to have any problems. And you throw a casino up there, the the uh, reservation will be filthy rich. The pipeline workers will have something to do with their time when they're done after. It's like a win-win. Uh, Deanna Fain, yes, the left who live in their safe homes and gated communities who would never understand the great loss some of these families have gone through. Uh, young, And then you guys uh, are, oh, so Ashley's training for a job at CNN. That's funny. Okay, good. So you guys are, you guys are, poor Ashley. She doesn't know. She doesn't know. uh, She doesn't know what she, she got into. Anyway, uh, listen, here's the deal. Oh, we have a call too. This is great. Um, 844-436-MARK. Let's go, let's go to the phones and see, uh, see who the hell's on the phone. Uh, Hey, this is, uh, hey, who's this? I don't have your name or anything. Where are you? What's your name? Where are you calling from? Can you hear me? Uh, Yes, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can. Now I hear you loud and clear. What's your name? My name is Cheryl, and I'm calling from uh, way upstate New York by the Adirondack Mountains. Way upstate New York. Is it near Batavia, New York, by any chance? No, the opposite end. Oh, all right. So well. when I say North Country, when I say the North Country, I mean up by Adirondack Mountains, Lake Placid area. Got it. Okay. Saranac Lake. All right. Cool. Well, what did all you uh, what did you think of the speech last night that the Trump gave? I thought the speech was absolutely awesome. Yeah. However, I will say that I am extremely disappointed in the Democratic Party and how disrespectful they were 
by sitting there, never standing. Um, you know, many times uh, the president reiterated how we need to unite mm-hmm. the Democrat and Republican Party, and they just all sat there like deer in headlights. And it was kind of like, you know, you guys need to really get over yourself. Yeah. Because we do need to unite. And it was very irritating and disrespectful, in my opinion, for them to just sit there, especially um, Chuck Schumer. Uh, you know, I really <laughs> well, well, part of New York State. And I'm like, he is look, not my favorite. Person. I was about to say we we only have you to blame for that. <laughs> we uh, yeah. Well, you know what? We well, we pay for New York City is like 500 miles away from me. Mm-hmm. So when I say upstate, I mean way up in New York State. We seem to be uh, forgotten up here. Yeah, and uh, they're you know, always focused on the surrounding New York City area. No, you bring uh, up a great point. Annoying. We I would we have a we have a lot of relatives from the Batavia area, which is upstate New York, and we went to a uh, we went to a family reunion this summer. And my in my father in law, who's a, you know he's been a, a Democrat, he's from Maryland, he's been a, a blue collar Democrat his whole life. We're driving around upstate New York, his hometown, and you know it is a blue state. But every sign we saw was Trump Pence, Trump Pence, and we're driving down these country roads to the to the family reunion, and I was just counting them in my head like Trump Pence, Trump Pence, Trump Pence, and after about the twentieth sign, I couldn't. I couldn't ignore it anymore. He's in the car next to me. I turn and I go, so that's weird, huh? Where are all the Hillary Clinton signs? <laughs> and that's when people, you know, they have to realize yeah. that upstate New York is not like New York City. In fact, the majority of the state is different. And uh, and it's that one major metropolitan area that really, much, you know, pretty much calls the shots for the whole state. But listen, we I appreciate you watching and thank you so much for calling too. Uh, it was great to talk to you and, and uh, you know, hopefully, you know, definitely, uh, definitely call again. Uh, we've got someone else on the line here. Let's see. I think this is from Florida. Uh, hi, uh, who's this? What's your name? Hey, uh, this is Dave. Hey, Dave, where are you calling from? Calling from uh, Tampa, Florida. Tampa. All right, I, I thought I recognized. Uh, I thought I recognized the area code. Uh, what's going on, man? What'd you think of the speech yesterday? Did you watch it? Did you like it? Anything you you took umbrage with? Um, you know, per- personally, I'll be honest with you. I'm a uh, Democrat, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, for the for the lady that was just on with you, um, you know, she said that the Democrat, uh, you know wouldn't stand for last night for a lot of stuff. Yeah. You know what? There was a lot of Republicans that wouldn't stand when uh, Obama was speaking. You know, I think it's ridiculous that, you know, oh, all of a sudden now that we have a Republican president and the Democrats don't want to stand, but, you know, Nobody says anything about the Republicans not standing when Obama was speaking. I remember a lot of people saying stuff about the Republicans not standing. In fact, I remember when uh, Justice Alito, you know, Barack Obama said something one time that was a blatant lie about the Supreme Court, and Justice Alito mouthed the words, that's not true. And he didn't even say it out loud, he just mouthed it. And that was big news the next day. And then there, were, there was the one congressman who yelled out liar <laughs> during one of the State of the Union addresses. So I think you hear about it no matter who's in office, but you're right. I mean, in all fairness if it, if it were hillary clinton up there there wouldn't be a republican on their feet uh especially paul ryan in, in, in all in all fairness i think everybody needs to get over themselves and we all need to work together well hopefully that'll happen i mean that's what they hopefully that'll happen if 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 and i think here's the thing about donald trump and i think that that he's it, at first he was so hated by everybody both sides of the aisle uh but i think now he, he has enough of he has enough of all that behind him, and I think going forward, if he can make Republicans look good and also some of the Democrats, I think he'll be solid. And I think uh, you know he's going to get a lot of this stuff done. He's got to act fast though, because like I said, in a couple years, you're going to have uh, you're going to have a lot of um, 
a lot of Democrats that are that are either coming back or leaving or God forbid, you know, you could lose the Congress depending on how the next two years go. So, you know, like like let's get on it. Uh, let's see who do we, oh we we lost somebody. Uh, but anyway, thanks so much for your call. Eight four 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 three six Mark is the number. Let's go back to the comments here for just a second, and then um, and then we'll slowly wrap it up. Uh, let's see. Una, they need to protect it, the, the water period. I also heard the try. Oh, you're still talking about the pipeline. The pipeline is not on Indian-owned land, land. Tough luck. I'm a union employee, so I'm supposed to be a Democrat. But I'm sorry, I just couldn't get my head that far up my... <laughs> oh, Rex. Rex, uh, Rex Brannon. I pre... <laughs> yeah. Hey, did you try? Did you... Let me... Yeah, no, it's it's difficult. It's difficult to do. Anyway, hey, thanks, guys. <laughs> Maybe we'll go out on that. Thanks, everybody, uh, for joining me today. Don't forget, go now. Oh, I'm going to put this in the um, I'm going to put this in the comments before we go. I want you to go and get your squares because it's up and running, and hopefully, hopefully, the internet won't die again today, uh, like it did yesterday. But uh, get your go check out all the deplorables. There's a lot of deplorable people on this website, just like you. These are people uh, that have businesses. These are people who are on Facebook. They've got Twitter, and if you're looking. For some like-minded people, if you're looking for people that are like you, if you want to spend your business or your money on Etsy or on eBay, or if you just want to check out some of the cool things your peers are doing, 1000deplorables.com. That's the place to go and pick yourself up a square too uh, before they get too ridiculously expensive. Thanks so much for watching. My name's Mark K. I love all you guys. Uh, don't forget to share this uh, the broadcast, however you're consuming it, with someone you love. And I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye.